Hello and welcome to the Spill Sesh with Sage, episode 100. We made it. We made it. It is officially 100 episodes into the Spill Sesh with Sage and I am very, very grateful if you are here listening to this episode, whether or not you have listened from episode 1, whether this is your first time tuning in, I am grateful for you. I'm grateful to myself for actually sticking through this and continuing with this podcast even though it at times it felt like it made all the sense in the world to just stop and then there will be like random times in my life where someone genuinely comes up to me and be like oh my god listen to your podcast and I'm like that's why I do it and it boggles my mind that like people actually listen to it not that that's a very big number of people and not that that matters as well it's still those few like rare instances where I get a bit of like a whoa like people actually listen and like there was one time I was having a conversation with my friend and she was like oh yeah I heard this on your podcast and I'm like you listen like you know what I mean like it's just insane it's insane to me to think about me as my 10 year old self you know doing the commander in primary school like I was the one that was like Skola Sadia you know national anthem I was the one saying the pledge and then I became an MC freelance MC and I started my podcast and just my journey with public speaking radio and everything and like now how I'm here today doing this content creation and you know in a job that I love but still being able to find time to do this as well it just is so amazing to me it's such a full circle and I'm 25 now well I turned 25 at the end of the year my friends would correct me on that I'm still 24 and gladly I would say that I'm 24 but this year has just been so weird um it has been weird in terms of gains in terms of losses a lot of losses actually and just me as a person about how I've just grown and I think I've just changed and I've been having a lot more adult conversations and mature conversations with people that have realized and that have made me realize how different my perspective is on things now compared to like maybe just just two months three months ago and I think I said this in my like one or maybe two three episodes ago If you can see my reel on the Spill Sesh with Sage, I did one reel about like my life and like where I'm headed. And one thing I said is that I'm heading in the direction of the person that I want to be. And I feel like as the weeks go on, I feel more and more in tune with that. I know this podcast is off to a really rambly start and I apologize, but I thought it was episode 100. So I might just, you know, give a little update on like how things have been going dating friendships everything like a lot has happened and I haven't really touched on my personal life a lot just because I feel like I did that too much (laughs) in the beginning of this podcast which landed me into a little bit of trouble um, with certain people but I feel like I haven't done that in a while and there are a lot of things that I do want to talk about but of course I'll do it carefully sensefully sensefully sensitively and um, there are certain topics that I really want to hit today. And then we'll also go into the Q&A that I posted on my Instagram. Since it was my 100th episode, I figured to answer a couple of questions um, 
that I got from you guys. So let's just start off easy. <laughs> let's start off with dating and relationships and where I'm at in that whole headspace. Let's just dive right in. Well, to begin, like I mentioned, I'm turning 25 this year and I am single as a Pringle. And being single at 25 is a very interesting feeling. On one hand, it's like I am more mature. I am able to be content and happy as a single woman and not give a shit about what society says and not care that I don't have a partner and to really, really just come into my own. And I feel like that has been very exhilarating for me. Also, because I think just I'm more of a grown woman. I think last time I was like properly single, I it was maybe two years ago, two years ago, 2020, beginning of COVID was when I was like the first time that I was single in like three years. And that was really, really a very weird time for me because I was not mature yet. I had to really experience a lot more things to get to where I am today and to be content and happy single. And that's one part of being single. But then the other part, it's like I'm seeing all my friends get married. I'm seeing all my friends in happy relationships. And then there's just like me, little old me. But then I remember I'm like, I'm not the only one in my friends circles that are single. I'm very lucky to have like different friend circles. And there are certain friend groups where everyone's in a relationship. And me and like one other girl is single. And then there's other friend groups where all of us are single. And maybe like one person is a relationship. Like something like that. So I'm quite lucky to have like both sides of the coin to like enjoy and experience. Because I think that if it would be a lot harder to be content and happy single. If let's say like all your your friends were in a relationship. And I think that is like quite stressful. But again, like I said, I, I kind of. It kind of comes in waves on how I feel about everything. And just two days ago, I posted on my close friend's story. I'm actually, I think I might post what I meant said on TikTok because I really was like, I woke up and I chose happiness. I really did. You know, it was one of those mornings where you're just like, I'm so happy <laughs> that I have no plans. I have recently had no plans on weekends, which is amazing. And even if I do, it's always with friends or family, not with a boy. You heard it right, ladies and gentlemen, my dating life is non-existent because I am genuinely not talking to anyone and can I just tell you how liberating that is I just think that like dating it could be just the fact that like I wasn't in the best of relationships in my life that I only associate like dating and relationships with hardships and fighting and tension that like I'm much happier off without a relationship I it just is the way it is and I've obviously I hope that one day I will find someone that or I hope that someone will find me instead. Let's let's change the phrasing a little bit. That will show me the opposite. But like as of now, like nothing really has proven that wrong. Like let's say like for example, I was <laughs> well, I was kind of like seeing someone, but not exclusively or anything like that. And then that also didn't work out. And that was something that I was really really hoping would work out. And I really hoped. God, he's not listening to this podcast. I don't think he is. But anyway, um, that was something that I really hoped would work out. But I don't know whether I hoped it would work out more so of the idea that it was just like, I want to be in a relationship or more of it was him. And I don't mean that in any offense to him because I think he's a really, really great guy. And it would have, I think it would have been a fun relationship. But like, 
it's always those things, you know, where you go into it. I always go into like these dating things, not anymore because I'm not dating. But when I was, I would always go into these situations being like, have no expectations, don't care. Because if you don't care, you can't get hurt. And that's what I always tell myself. Now, I don't know how toxic that is. I don't know how unhealthy that is. But to me, I think it's a healthy thing to go in with no expectations. I maybe take it to a bit of an extreme. And like, I genuinely do not care. Like I go in numb. I don't care. I can't be bothered, whatever. And it always happens. Like it's always happened to me. No one can tell me otherwise because it's always happened to me. The minute I start caring, things go to shit and it just doesn't happen. And it sucks. It sucks that the minute I start caring, it will never work out. So obviously you have to understand like why I just don't enjoy the dating process. I am not optimistic. I'm a very optimistic, very bubbly person in general. But when it comes to dating, I've become such a pessimist, which I hate about myself. Like because I've been through it so many times where and even with my friends, we've been dating and then like one like literally we meet, for example, like once a month. I swear every month we have a new story one one day it's like okay yeah we're so in love with this person okay not in love but you know what i mean like we're so infatuated with this person we want to be in a relationship with this person this person's so amazing and the next time we meet like a month later oh my god i hate this person this person did this or there's a whole new person to begin with it's just crazy how the night changes ha 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 one d but you know what i mean it's just crazy how fast we switch up when it comes to dating and i'm talking about like dating in your 20s I don't know how I don't remember how dating in your like teenager teenage years were. I don't remember because did I date in my teenagers? I feel like I didn't really. I was in a relationship when I was like seventeen, and then I think I was in one when I was twenty. The next serious relationship. So I don't really remember having that dating mentality. So dating in your twenties is just a bit stressful because you really might be with one person one day and another person the next and like in that moment you're like oh my god this is the person i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with and i swear like 24 hours later you're like nope so it's just stressful and i for one don't do well with change i don't do well with uncertainty so it honestly stresses me out a lot and i hate the fact when something's going good you just know it's gonna go wrong and and end up going it ends up going wrong so that's kind of been like my view towards everything it does suck am i open to love hmm why did i ask myself that i don't even know i don't know i genuinely don't know i don't have an answer to that i think i'm open to opportunities i am not actively seeking dating um like i used to i'm not actively seeking anyone and i think for my mental health that has been really good i recently a couple weeks ago and once that thing with the other guy ended and um, I just had this switch in my brain where I was like, I don't want to be mindlessly scrolling and swiping on people anymore. And I'm surprised at myself that I came to that because I'm usually not like that. I'm I'm very chill with dating, you know, I'm very like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, I don't really, I don't, like I said, I don't care so that I don't get hurt. And it's it's worked in my favor, you know, for the most part. But um something in me just changed and I was like I think I need a break not because I was heartbroken not because I was like I hate dating it was more of just like I think I need a break and I think that was the most mature adult decision I've made and I love that I made it for myself and not a boy influenced me to make it if that makes any sense so if you're like going through the same transition stage in your life where you're like "Mm, I'm kind of happy single 
delete the dating apps. It's very, very liberating when you don't like scroll mindlessly and you're like, oh, like just the thought of striking up conversation with someone is just so annoying. Like just thinking about it already irritates me. I don't know how to go on a first date with someone again. Like it's just so tiring and I'm not really want to get tired of conversation also conversation is a very very big thing for me when it comes to like dating so i am quite good at making people who feel awkward feel less awkward i think i am and i'm quite good at like striking conversations thinking of topics and things like that but sometimes it does get tiring and yeah i just feel like i'm very lazy to go on a first date again and with someone completely new that maybe i find relatively attractive you know what i mean so like all of that like that goes into dating has just exhausted me i'm definitely not burnt out and i think i stopped at the right time i think if i had continued i would have been burnt out so it's been very nice um so i was saying on this my close friend story which i'll post on tiktok maybe tomorrow or something i don't know i was basically saying that like guys like i have no plans this weekend with any boy i genuinely don't i have no dates i'm not talking to any boy i'm not planning anything with any boy and i said it's fucking amazing i literally said that it's so amazing it's so liberating i don't have to stress about like why is this person not texting me why is this person like not asking me out or like oh like where he's gonna take me and all that it's so it just takes up so much energy of and like mental energy physical energy your space someone's invading your space you have to text someone every day like it should be fun you know and i i was telling this to my friend and i'm my friend replied, he was, she was like, you know, I completely agree with everything that you said. And I think that the day we meet that person that we're meant to be, we wouldn't find this aspect of dating tiring. And I completely agree with her. And the fact that I found it tiring till now shows that I've not met the person that I want to be with. And also, like, I think I've gotten better at not settling. I'm very notorious for, like, kind of just like saying okay to like the one relatively normalish guy i'm like okay let's do it but do i actually like him i never ever pause to ask myself do i actually like him i'm always always like does he like me does he like me you know and i think a lot of us girls and guys we get very caught up in wondering like oh shit does he like me like do i fit his mold when we don't even step back to question ourselves and be like do we like him or her like you know and i think this is something that another one of my friends told me i've been learning so much honestly and i love this growth for myself and that's also something that i'm like you know it's okay if you spend a considerable amount of time together and you don't enjoy each other's company to have a relationship i think that's one thing that dating leads to a lot of failed relationships is obligation and I just don't say this as an outsider, as this has happened to me too, where you go out with someone for like, let's say one month, two months, three months, three months becomes six months, becomes eight months, becomes 12 months. And it just keeps going on. And after that, you're just like, do I actually like this person or are we dating because it's convenient and because we're obliged to because we've already been going out for so long. So that is something that I've become a bit more self-aware of. And I feel like I don't think any time went to waste with like dating and stuff like that because i feel like i've really been training myself to be that right mentally sound future girlfriend to whoever comes my way next like for example i've really learned to communicate a lot better with relationships you know if something usually like last let's say in the in the past if something like bothered me or whatever i would be like i would 
basically be that girl who would like make a like fuss and make sure that the person kind of figures out what I'm feeling. But guess what? People are cannot read minds, and that's something I never learned until recently. So I would actually like tell the guy and be like, "Hey, um, can we have a conversation about this? Like, I feel a certain way. I could be wrong, but this is how I feel." And I would like to talk about it. And I think that's something I've gotten better at is confronting people. Or rather, I've always been good at confronting people. But when it comes to relationships, it's something I've been very, very bad at. But I've become better. And I think that's one thing I really like pride myself on. And I'm like really proud of myself that I've been able to have these mature conversations. Because yeah, even though that dating scenario didn't work out, at least... I am bettering myself as a partner in a relationship so that by the time I actually meet the person I'm meant to be with, I'll be ready. You know, I'm practicing. It's practice. And I'm I'm practicing my communication skills. And it also not it doesn't just apply to relationships with like men or women or love relationships. It applies to friendships. It applies to a relationship with your family or anyone that you love, essentially. Those these skills that you pick up, communication, um, love languages everything it can be applied to relationships throughout your life so i don't think any time went down the drain when it went came to dating because i think i learned a lot about myself and you know what all this like serious stuff aside i am gonna manifest now today on my 100th episode the kind of person i want as my partner and this is the kind of person i want okay now I don't know if for people who have been listening or people who know me and you're listening to this. I really want to get your like honest opinion on this person I'm about to manifest, okay? On whether or not you think that this person will suit me. And actually, if anyone listening, if you have anyone in mind who might suit the bill, let me know. Hit a sister up. Set me up. You know, I'll be down to meet a friend of a friend. You know, that kind of thing. But I don't want to actively seek this. So this is not an actively seeking. I'm manifesting, bitch. Okay? Do I know how to manifest? Uh, fuck no, but am I going to try? Fuck yes. Okay, so I am manifesting a tall man. <laughs> okay, wait. Before I continue, dude, we had such a funny conversation with my friends because I am a shallow bitch who likes tall people. I can't do anything about it. It's just what I like, you know? And like, my friends made so much fun of me. So much fun of me that... I am literally like, that is my first thing I always ask. How tall is he? I don't know why. It's not like I am ruling out my short kings. It's not that. It's just a little bonus, you know? So if I manifest that first, is that a bad thing? I don't know. Okay, anyway, it's just, it is what it is. Okay, I'm a shallow bitch. We're manifesting the the exterior, then we'll manifest the interior. Okay, exterior. So, tall muscular (laughs) i sound like a basic bitch but i don't even care um i don't mind if he has a few tattoos because i have a few so that would be nice i would love okay now talking like the exterior part ish it's done i really really want to be with someone who is exactly like me you know this whole phrase of like opposites attract after about Eight years of being in in and out of relationships and dating and whatsoever. Opposites do not attract for me. I, every person I have dated, been in a relationship, whatever, has been the complete opposite. 
of me and in different aspects so for example some things like some people either okay i have not dated that many people like i'm making it sound like i've dated the whole world but i really haven't what i'm trying to say is like in most senses like i'm an extrovert they're an introvert they're very quiet they're very reserved i'm like great great you know in other aspects i'm very ambitious people are a bit more chill with their career and their ambition and things like that which is fine there's nothing wrong with that but i don't like that and i also understand that like people with nothing in common can have a relationship but i think i really need to find a replica of me <laughs> and then date myself um because that's i would have the most fun with someone like me you know that we would just get each other's energy we like the same kind of music we like we both like r&b we both like dancing in the clubs we both like dancing anywhere you know like someone fun someone energetic someone tall <laughs> god dude but this is me manifesting putting it out that you know all that aside i think at the end of the day obviously i want someone respectful someone ambitious because i'm a very driven person and it'll be nice to be with someone for a change who is like very driven on his his own you know to be like oh like this is my career and this is what i want to do and to be so gung-ho and also 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 very important is to want to know what i do i think something very attractive i don't know whether other people might agree with this but i love when my partner asks me about my work and particularly i love when we are not in the same industry because i get to learn about a full different industry they get to learn about a full different industry and i love when they know nothing about pr and they ask me questions and they can keep up i think that is something very very attractive and i that's a trait that i definitely look for being able to have like work conversations as well because that's a huge part of my life um someone family oriented definitely someone who can like hang out with my baby cousins and like take care of them and be an older brother to my siblings and the ultimate i told my friends this the other day the ultimate test of who i know like in that moment i'll be like yeah that's the one is if he can get along and hang out with my grandmother my nanny I say this I wish I say this as a joke but like genuinely she is one of she is actually the most important person to me in my life and if she loves him I know that I've done well granted I have not actually introduced any man to her because uh, I'm too scared and also because nothing has really ever lasted to get to that point so yeah I'd really like that I'd like like for him to be invited to all the gatherings and like you know to be best friends with my family and for me to be best friends with his family and his siblings and pets and whatever anyway that has been the update that no one asked for for my dating life but i just feel like i haven't really talked about it and i didn't really want to like go into like juicy stories and things like that cuz that girl just hit me up for drinks and we can talk about all the juicy stories you want but i really wanted to talk about like the lessons i've learned dating this year the the leaps of growth i've made and where i'm at now and where i'm at now is that i'm truly letting go of needing someone is it nice to be in love sure is it nice to love someone of course But it's also really nice to be twenty-five and single, and just party with your girlfriends and your family. It's a very, very nice feeling, and I see my friends in relationships, and I'm so happy for them. I genuinely am. But I 
don't feel jealous anymore. I really don't. And I don't think I ever did feel jealous of anything. I was more like, when is it my turn? You know, I was never jealous. It was more of like, okay, like annoyed that it wasn't happening for me. But now I'm like, I really, really want to commit to this like thought, this mental process of being like, you're okay without a partner. And the more I say it, the more I'm going to believe it. And the more I'm going to exude that energy that I think I'll be able to attract the person that is supposed to be with me um, through just energy. I do believe a lot. I'm not I'm not very educated in like energy exchange and all those things. But I do really believe in one thing, which is the universe always has your back. And the thing, the best things in the world always come when you're least expecting it. Now, the problem with this or for people like me is I expect everything. So it's really when you get to a point of like completely letting go and like not expecting anything is when it will come to you. So that's where I'm trying to get at. To conclude this little segment of mine, where I'm trying to be, and if you want to join me on this journey, let me know, it'll be great, is to completely, completely, 100% let go of expectations. What does that mean? Now, let's say I'm going for a wedding. I am hoping I'm going to meet a cute boy at the wedding and then we get a full like love story and that'll be amazing. And what a cute love story. Like you meet someone at the wedding, but that's an expectation. I want to go to this wedding, but now it's like it's quite soon. It's next month. So I don't think I'll be able to go with like no expectation. Or like when I am walking to my Pilates class, maybe I'll bump into someone. You see, all these are expectations and fantasies that I am bringing, like that I'm, I'm making up in my head. And I need to let go of all of these. The, it will only happen when I genuinely have no expectations. And I'm not even thinking about it. But to get to that space, you have to stop thinking about it. But I'm talking about it, which means I'm thinking about it. I hope that makes sense in any shape or form. I feel like I've just let you into my brain. And my brain is a scatterbrain. And I'm constantly running like 25 miles per hour. So wait, is that slow? 25 miles per hour? I feel like that's slow, right? I don't know. Okay, I'm I'm completely always running 100 kilometers per hour. Yes, okay, my thoughts. Always, 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 always. So I need to just like calm down and focus on other things. And I think that is how I will let go of all expectations is when I focus my energy in other aspects of my life. So that's the plan. That's the plan. That's where I'm at. Let me know where you're at. I'm, I'm very curious to know like if anyone else is kind of at the same Space in me, like as I am, you know, I'm quite content. I'm quite content with the friends I have, the family I have, and the zero relationship that I do have as well. All right, the next part of episode 100, friendships. <laughs> hmm, that was a very fake laugh because it is a very stressful time in my life, not going to lie. It's friendships has been a little bit stressful. Um... It's been a little bit of a weird time in my life. and I think one thing, one very, very important thing that I've learned is actually from this video called... Um, it's just a video by Jen Im, this YouTuber. I'm sure you heard of her, but if not, just search it up. So search up Jen Im YouTube uh, Friendship. It's a 10-minute video. Watch it. It will actually change your life. And she's not like some self-help queen. Like She's actually a lifestyle YouTuber and she just posted this video about friendship and I have just sent it to everyone to watch because let me tell you something friendship in adulthood very difficult very difficult it is something where 
you really gotta put in the effort to maintain it. Now, I know that this may sound like a uh, yeah, Sage, obviously, but it's not a very obvious thing because we take friendships in our life for granted. And don't don't say that you don't because most likely you do. And I do too. Until recently, I think. Um, it has definitely been something that I've always been like, yeah, my friends will always be there. And it's always been something that like, I've realized over the years, there've only been a few constants, but the group of friends around me, other than those few constants that think, like I think my lucky stars every day, I could get emotional just thinking about them and being like, I cannot believe that they're still my friends and I will cherish them forever. And if ever I lose them, I, I don't know what I do, but like, I will only wish them the best. Like that's how much I love them and how much I respect them. And I'm so, so grateful to have a few people in my life where like, they've really, really been my constants. Anyway, that aside, there's always like people in my life, let's say like when I was 21, 22, I had a group of friends and I was like, these are the people that are going to be in my life forever. I'm, this is the people that I'm going to introduce to my kids and we're all, our kids are all going to play together. It's always to do with kids. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, 21, 22. And then boom, all not in my life anymore. Then again, I form another group of friends, new people. And I'm like, okay, guys, these are the people I'm going to like, confirm like 100% these are going to be the people in my life forever and ever and ever boom 2022 don't have them so I've just realized that I put a lot of pressure on relationships and friendships in general that they have to last till like our kids and I don't know why I put kids as a benchmark I think because I'm very lucky to have grown up with certain friends from like us being diaper babies like we called ourselves that and like we're still best friends now and I would love my kids to have the same thing. So I think maybe that's where this like whole benchmark comes from. But I've learned to just cherish what I have now in the present and come to terms that my life may not be surrounded by these people next year or next month. And that's a very, very hard pill to swallow, especially when you're like, but she's my best friend. Obviously, she's going to be at my wedding. Obviously, she's going to be with my kids. Guess what? That might not happen. Yeah. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. It might not happen. And I think we need to get comfortable with the idea that it might not happen. So that in case it doesn't, you're not going to feel too heartbroken about it. Now, I don't know whether really I'm giving much really good advice. But I think I think it is. I don't know. Basically, don't put so much pressure on anything. And just enjoy the moment you're in. So anyway, back to the video, right, that I took away from. There's one thing that she said that really, really stuck with me. And it's basically, she said, one thing. Okay, let me let me just recap. So first thing she said is that as an adult, you will realize that you can have more than one best friend. This is something that I learned maybe when I was about 23. Yeah. I was 23 years old and I finally learned after about like, I want to say about six to seven years of like feeling like I should only have one best friend or two, whatever. I finally at age 23 was like, oh, you can have more than one best friend and you don't need to put the pressure of a best friend on one human being because let me tell you, that's a lot of pressure. You're putting a lot of pressure on the other person and you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to be like, oh my God, I need to live up to this best friend expectation, you know? It's a lot. It's a lot for one person. So when I finally learned that, a lot of the friendships in my life became a lot healthier because I 
have I learned to branch out my friendships and to rely on different friends for different things and also accept that I am one of many best friends for my friends as well. I don't think I have anyone in my life currently where they're like, I am their one and only true best friend. And I don't have anyone in my life either that I feel that way about, you know. I have learned at 25 now to be okay that my best friend has best friends. And I will be honest, this is something that took me a very, very long time to learn. And I almost lost friendships because of that. And that's okay. Like we learn, we live and we learn. And thank God, you know, all of us grew together and learned that. But yeah, it's been a very enlightening journey I've been on learning all these lessons and like realizing how much better my life is once I've really incorporated these lessons into my life. So back to the video, she was basically saying, yeah, you don't need one, you don't need one best friend. And it's actually very nice to have more than one best friend because adult friendships, especially, first of all, we have to realize, obviously, we don't have time like we did anymore in school. You know, in school, our main priority was to have friends and do well in school, I guess. Um, obviously, you know, if you lived a very different life, you obviously maybe had money priorities and pr- other problems that you had to focus on, which I'm very aware that I was very privileged that I had a roof over my head and all I had to worry about was just friends and school. And now you got to worry about work, politics at work. You got to worry about money. You got to worry about siblings, about relationships, about family and everything. People are growing old. All these things that you just don't have time for friends. And what she was saying was that this is where the whole different friends come in and it's very good because Every friendship has its season, and I'm sure you've heard that. But how she describes it is very interesting. So let's say you may have one season currently with a friend that is like hot. It's summer. You're always texting 24-7. You're always sending each other memes. You're always like just communicating, and it's so much fun. But after a while, it might become winter where you just don't talk as much. That doesn't mean you're not friends anymore. It just means it's a cold season. And that is okay because... This is where your whole multiple best friends idea comes in and you can rely on another best friend. So that's when I heard that I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. And that actually has been happening these past few months where I have been feeling very connected to different people over different periods of time where I'm like texting nonstop this one friend of mine. And then after that, we're not. But that doesn't mean we're not friends. It just means that it's a little bit of a winter season. And that's okay. maybe not a winter. It's not even that bad. It's like maybe like spring autumn i don't know but it's okay because then i start talking to another best friend and it's also not anything to do with replacing i don't think it's replacing each other i think it's genuinely healthy to not have so much pressure on one person and to not put that pressure on that one person to be like you have to be my best friend my soulmate my twin flame my everything it is a lot it is a lot and it is probably the really the reason why friendships demise So yeah, that's something that I've learned and that I've taken away. This whole like seasons thing and how, you know, one minute it could be hot and one minute it could be cold and then you move on to the next best friend and then like everyone's just friends and healthy and they understand. And you know, as you grow up, I think that there are just different things that become your priorities and your friends may not have that same priorities as you. And that's okay. I don't think that means that there's anything wrong with them and that that also means that there's nothing wrong with you. It just means that priorities change. And maybe this is not the time in your life to be best friends anymore, to be friends anymore, because it just wouldn't be effortless. 
And I know it contradicts that statement that I said that friendship needs effort. Yes, 100%, but it should not feel exhausting. A friendship needs effort, but it shouldn't feel exhausting. Let that sink in as well. Because the minute you feel tired, actually the minute you feel annoyed, I was having this conversation with someone else, the minute you feel annoyed, that's when you know. With a anyone, with a friendship, with a relationship, with a sibling, with a parent, annoyance is when it's like, shit, this means that something is wrong. Yeah, so that's something that I think I'll be just a lot more self-aware. And I've been just learning all these things. And I've been really wanting to share this in a, in a podcast episode. And I thought that nothing better than a hundred episode to share all of these life lessons I've learned. Uh, I think I'm just having a quarter life crisis, honestly. <laughs> like, jokes aside, I think like genuinely I'm just like freaking out that I'm turning 25. But like in the best way possible because I just feel more myself than I ever have. And I'm excited. I'm excited to like grow further. I'm excited to meet new people as well. Although I'm really content in my bubble right now. I'm not like that social butterfly as of now. But like I'm excited to see who is going to be in my circle a year later. Because most likely it's not going to be the same people now. Again, I'm talking like aside of those constants who I hope will be my life forever. Like, the other friends that I keep making, they may not be in my circle next year and that's okay. Like, just let live and let go, girl. Just be your... Just just do what you need to do. Do what you need to do and enjoy the present. And for someone who's a constant worrier about the future and is constantly planning, living in the present is something that has been so, so helpful because that's when you're like, oh, you can like kind of chill. You can kind of chill and be like, this... Is exactly the only thing I need to be stressing is this second. And then the second is over and you can't stress anymore. And then on to the next second. So my point is that, I mean, this is how my brain works. Again, I feel like I've just <laughs> put you in my brain and you must be like, girl, are you okay? Uh, no, the answer is no. Actually, no, I'm lying. The answer is yes. I'm more okay than I have ever been. And I've made some difficult decisions in my life. But I feel like they're worth it. For the first time I feel in my life, I feel like an adult. I don't know whether it's the number 25 or what, but I feel like an adult. I feel like I'm maturing. I feel like I still party like a 21 year old and that's fine. But when it comes to like all these like awakenings I've been having, it's been, it's been interesting. And I'm quite okay for it to stop for a while because I've, open my eyes too much now and I'm just like you know what let's chill for a bit like I've learned a lot of life lessons in this past year can we just like can we just take it slow now like can I just please enjoy the last couple months of the year without any hiccups please but as we know life doesn't work like that unfortunately so there will be a hiccup there will be something that's gonna happen but it's okay we'll cross that bridge when it comes for now we focus on the present and we look forward to the very exciting things that are happening i have a couple trips coming up um yeah i know i'm still traveling the world which is another thing that has been a bit insane this year like i've traveled so much i think it's definitely the travel bug after covid but um yeah i'm still traveling (laughs) i'm going for a wedding in october early october to phuket and then i'm going to amsterdam and london and then bali like there's just so much in store for me and i'm just excited to go on this journey alone kind of like without a partner 
and let that let my energy attract the right one for a change you know i don't know i'm happy i'm happy can you tell it's my 100 episode and i'm happy and that just is such a good feeling to have okay i feel like enough of the sappiness let's get on to the questions before this episode gets too 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 long okay all right so i asked on my instagram and also like that new thing called ngl i don't know what the hell that is but it's basically like ask fm or um what's the other thing that anonymous questions uh telenim oh my god y'all if y'all knew the extent of my telenim and why i deleted it that is a wild story which i'm not gonna get into today but yeah i used to have a telenim and then i deleted it because i was just getting the fucking weirdest things on that account and i didn't like it and i thought it was quite harassing so i deleted it and um i like this ngl one more because i don't always put my link out so i don't get questions like all the time um with telling them i used to put in my bio so like i feel like this one only when i put my link in my story then i would get questions which is what i did for this which i kind of like better um and of course i'm i'm sure that slowly and surely there will be very weird ones coming up so for now, for now, it's working. All right. So I'm just going to kind of go into the questions um, and just go straight into it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Okay. This is like the first one already. Have you ever cheated? You got to be honest. Lol. Why do I feel like I know who's asking this question? <laughs> this one's the anonymous one. So I actually don't know who's asking this. But um, okay. I'll be honest. The answer is no. I have not physically cheated. But yes, I have emotionally cheated. And it's not something I'm proud of, but it is something that's happened where I was in a relationship and I fell for someone else. Now, I don't want to go into the excuses of like why it happened, but it did. I did not pursue anything though. I did stay in my own relationship, but yeah, that happened. But we did work on our relationship and um, I mean, we're no longer together today, but at the time like it took take some time but we managed to get through it so i think all it takes is a bit of communication and earning back each other's trust but yeah that that's that is that did happen i hope you appreciate my honesty all right next one what's your favorite book hmm, favorite book i don't have a favorite book but i have been reading quite a lot and i could give you a little bit of a review of the books i've been reading i just finished the last mrs parish um which you know, it wasn't really that amazing. I felt like it was quite predictable. I felt like the twist was quite predictable. And also, it took me a while to get really into it. Like, it wasn't something that I was like, oh my god, this is like the best book ever. Like, I can't stop reading. It took me a while. It took me a while. I'm not going to lie. Like, only until I was like 50% into the book, I was like, ah, okay, then I couldn't stop reading the book. So, The Last Mrs. Parish. Then I'm currently reading Ugly Love, which that is the one I'm like, I can't put my book down. I just started it last night and I'm like, any chance I get, I've been just reading the book. So, I love, you know, a book that I can't put down. It is a Coho book, a Colleen Hoover book. And after that, I'm planning to read the first shot, which is the prequel to The the Last Mrs. Parish. I think it talks about like Amber and how she got to where she was and then i already downloaded verity which is another coho book i kind of want to put like a book in between every colleen hoover book so that i don't get too obsessed with her but like girl her books are just something else so that is my answer to that i don't really have a favorite book but those is what i've been reading uh the next question is your plan now that you graduated university well so thank you for asking i have graduated university and that was officially in 
officially in July, I want to say. Shit. Yeah, I think it was 22nd July was the official day I graduated. But I finished school around April. And my plans was to get a full-time job, which I did. I have been working for two months. And I don't really want to get too much into where I'm working and all of that. Because, like, that's still quite personal part of my life. But if anyone wants to have, like, a conversation about PR and... Um, b2b versus b2c and i'll be very happy to talk about that so just let me know over dms and we can go more into that but essentially my plan was to get uncomfortable and to do something that i hadn't done before in the same field so that's what essentially i did and i really have been enjoying it i've been genuinely enjoying learning so much like i love learning not studying but i love learning like on the job for work so i just feel like i'm in my sponge era where i'm just absorbing everything from everyone and it's really really been great so yeah the plan is to just really focus on my job right now and to really excel hopefully in my full-time job and see where that takes me um no crazy plans other than that because i think i secured my job a while ago which was quite comforting and like quite a relief so if any of you are graduating university I highly recommend you start looking for a job early because it takes a lot of the stress off of you Ooh, okay, talk about the death of Queen Elizabeth. <sighs> okay, um, I don't want to get too serious with this because obviously I'm not British and like, I don't want to get too political or anything like that. To be very honest, I don't know much about the monarchy and I don't know much about her reign. I've actually been asking more questions now that she has passed. Um, Obviously, okay, I will say this. Obviously, it's a very sad thing to see, like, someone, like, a leader that people actually look up to past, passing away. It's sad. And, like, she always looked like a very cheery old woman, you know? Like, you see her photo, she's, like, smiling all the time. She's quite cute. She's a cute old lady. Um, But I will say is that, obviously, I don't know. There are those conspiracy theories with Princess Diana and, like, I wouldn't put it past her, you know? I wouldn't put it past her. I don't want to go into it, but, like, I wouldn't put it past her. So, I'm just saying, as much as, like, she's a cute old lady... She's done some shady things and I don't know too much about it to like go into it and be like, um, oh, you know, she's not good. She's good. Whatever. I don't want to go too much into that. But just saying the memes and the TikToks y'all have been sending me. The funniest one till now is the Kabikushi um, Kabigum. If you know, you know. But yeah, that one was just too good. But I also do think people need to be a little bit sensitive. Like, yeah, okay, I know there are like so much political there's so much political ties to this and like i just feel like it was a bit too soon to see like the very like a bit insensitive memes i don't know y'all i don't want to get canceled for saying any of this but like i think they could have waited a day you know to be like to make all those memes so anyway it's been the internet is a crazy crazy place so yeah try not to take it too seriously um because i'm not british and also like i I don't know much about it, but yeah, RIP. It's quite sad. What are you working as full-time? I work in public relations. I've been working in public relations for many years now, but this is my first full-time job in PR, and I am working in B2B. So I work uh, for more tech companies, which has been very interesting. Um, If you want to listen to a bit more about tech and things like that, you should listen to my previous episode I did with Karishma. We talked about like women in tech. It was a really good episode. And I talked about how um, as girls, we just put ourselves down immediately and be like, we can do tech, especially if we're like a girly girl. Like, oh, we won't understand tech. But then when you learn it, you're like, actually, why did I put myself down so much? And why did I underestimate myself? So that's been a very fun journey to be like, ah, I'm kind of good at this. So that's been nice. 
Do you have trust issues? Yes. <laughs> Plain answer, yes. Do I want to have trust issues? No. Do I think it's trendy or quirky to have trust issues? No. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a sad, sad truth. But um, yeah, it takes a lot for me to trust someone. And when I say, okay, how do I put this? This is something I actually told a guy that I was like dating I said, like, you know, I don't trust you. Or, like, uh, it came up, like, do I trust him? And I was like, no. He was like, what? Like, he seems so hurt. I'm like, I mean, it's not that I don't trust you. It's not that I... But it's not that I do trust you. I'm, like, just neutral. I don't think too much about it. But, like, if you ask me to trust you, I won't. Because it takes a lot for me to trust someone. And I think me trusting someone means me allowing myself to be vulnerable with someone. And that is something I cannot do. It's not so much of, like, oh, this person, like, are they going to like cheat on me and whatever? It's not so much of that. I think once I trust someone, I can fully trust someone. It's the process of trusting someone that's very, very difficult for me because I just, everything ends before I can even trust anyone. So like that's kind of the annoying thing. So that's where like my quote unquote trust issues definitely are and other aspects which I don't want to go into because those are too, too, too dark. Let's move on. What are your plans this weekend? Well, it is Sunday. My plans this weekend, um, well, I've been recovering from a stomach bug. So, like, I had to cancel a lot of my plans, which sucked, but it's okay. Um, Honestly, I stayed at home a lot. I Friday night, I was in with my sister. We watched Freaky Friday with a bowl of popcorn, and that was nice. Saturday, I had family plans. So, stayed in at home again, had lunch with the family, had a nice fat bowl of pasta and then took a fat nap and then had family time again uh, with my extended family and today I celebrated one of my very good friend's birthdays and then now again family time so like it's been a very wholesome very chill weekend no partying whatsoever yeah it's been nice and I've been able to get a lot of nap times which has been amazing of course ah okay this is the last anonymous question I have you wild for what you did thank you (laughs) what i don't even know what this person is talking about but like if you want to have a conversation dms are open baby you just need to have the conversation and not be a coward to send that in as a anonymous person okay all right few more questions these ones are from people who actually followed me uh okay let's see okay a couple more one of them says your life oh well The whole episode was my life update. So I hope you enjoyed that. The worst Tinder date. (laughs) I feel bad. I kind of don't want to answer this one. Because I kind of feel bad. I'm very scared. Like people. Like I've recent. Not that I'm like pimping myself out here. Like it's not that I'm like. Oh my god. I'm such a hot shot. But like people really do listen to this podcast. And I feel a bit scared to tell those stories. I'm going to save that story. But I've had quite terrible dates. Um. Which is, uh, let, let's just save that story. Okay, let's move on. Um, I'll tell you in person. To the person who asked this, you're probably listening. I'll tell you in person. <laughs> we'll have a good drink and a good laugh. Uh, okay. How many hours of workout do you do in a day? Secret behind your figure. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I don't think I have any figure, but thank you. Um, I work out... It used to be four times a week. Now it's realistically about three times a week once work started. I try to do one strength. No, one full body, one strength, and then one cardio. I try to do that three times a week. And that's been working for me. Um, 
since this episode's already really long, I don't really want to get into the whole like relationship with your body and things like that, which I have a lot to say about. And I think maybe we can do that in another episode. But um, yeah, I think right now where I'm at with my body, I I think it could be better. I'm not like insecure. It's just I've felt better and I'm kind of working to get myself to feel better in my body again not to look a certain way because I think I've gotten past that like toxic relationship with myself where I'm like I need to look a certain way I need to have abs whatever like I've accepted the fact that I'm not ever gonna have abs and that's okay I want to look toned I want to look sculpted and I just want to feel good in my body I want to feel confident in my body so that's where I'm kind of just at um, I'm like 80% there, but I kind of want to push it to like a 90-95 because I know there'll never be 100 and that's okay. There'll always be those little insecurities that you have. But currently I'm feeling better once I got my regime back and I went for like a boxing class and that was really, really fun. So um, if you could have anyone, who would be your perfect guest on the pod? This is a very good question, actually. I don't know. Um, I'd love to have Sonia Chu on my podcast i think that's someone that when i started my podcast um i always always wanted her to be on and i'm pretty sure i reached out to her but um she never replied so if anyone knows sonia chu um and would love to help a girl out let her know that she's my dream guest because i've always looked up to her and i think she's an amazing host and um she's really created a name for herself and she was from the same school as me which is crazy so yeah i think sonia chu would be a good guest i'd really really love to know about her life um okay a more unrealistic guest taylor swift i would love to know what went through her mind at the vmas when kanye was like just took that word from her um and i think she's been through some shit i would love to pick her brain honestly taylor swift oh no i changed my answer chris jenner Sorry, I sound like a very basic bitch, but like that is who I am and uh, I don't really care. Chris Jenner, I would love to have Chris Jenner. I want to pick her mind on all her business, like how she manages all these businesses and like how she lets go. Of... One of my favorite Chris Jenner quotes is, if someone says no, you're talking to the wrong person. Love that. And I will always, always remember that. Okay, last, last question for this episode. Being able to differentiate between good advice slash feedback from Bad advice slash feedback. Being able to differentiate between good advice from bad advice. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I think it comes to whether or not you solicited that advice. If someone gives you unsolicited advice, then I think you have the right to be like, Eh, I don't really need that. I know that doesn't really answer the question of good and bad, but it, in my head, it's more of like which advice you actually take and which advice you let go of. And I usually let go of the unsolicited advice. Advice that I really treasure is the ones that I ask for and I actually listen. Bad advice, okay, but more so towards a good and bad advice. Now, I think bad advice is when you know deep down in your gut that's wrong. For example, a very, very simple example. Um you are going out with the guy or whatever and your friend is like oh my god you gotta like ghost him or you gotta be like play games with him and whatever because like i've done this and like this is how it's worked that could be bad advice because one yeah obviously it's fun you're dating whatever and you want to be like having fun with your girlfriends but it's not the best advice because actually if you communicate things could be really nice you know so like things like that like i feel like some things are just blatantly bad advice where you just feel in your gut like 
something is a bit wrong with that. That's where I'm like, I think that's a little bit of a bad advice. Good advice, I think, is when it makes you feel uncomfortable to do it. Not uncomfortable, like, that makes you feel bad. More so, like, ah, like, that makes sense. Because it makes me uncomfortable to actually do it. But, like, you know you need to do it. I think that's when it makes that's when it's like good advice so essentially it's about how you feel when you receive that advice one did you even ask for it and two if you didn't did it make you feel good or did it make you feel bad if it made you feel bad in any sort of way maybe that's just not what you need to hear right now i don't think there's really any black or white when it comes to advice because everyone's opinion is different and maybe there are certain things that like actually is good advice but because you're in a certain headspace you think that it's bad advice and like you don't want to do it so yeah i think it really just depends on what headspace you are when you receive it i hope that helped i any advice on like you know what to do and you're like receiving advice like is this good or bad i think just take a step back and be like how do i feel how do i feel like even now this is advice when you're listening to this like how do i feel does this quote-unquote advice to step back and think about how you feel make you feel good or bad if it makes you feel good probably good advice if it makes you feel bad then it's not the best advice for you I don't know. Hope that answered your question. That was the last of the questions. My God, this episode was so long. I've missed doing really long solo episodes. I feel like I've had nothing to talk about. Then suddenly I had like everything to talk about. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Episode 100. I don't know if there will be a new episode next week or the week after. I'm trying to secure a guest. So let's see. I don't know. I'm not trying to put too much pressure on myself with, with the podcast and just do like whenever I feel like it. And like if I could do it every week, great. If not, it's okay. Yeah, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast, for supporting me through 100 episodes. Hopefully, there'll be 100 more. And um, to everyone in my life who has come in and taught me a lesson, thank you. Even if you're not in my life anymore, for whatever reason, I think I've come to a point in my life where I'm just grateful. Or I try to be. <laughs> there are certain people I just thought to myself, like, hey, am I really grateful? I'm getting there. And I'm trying to be just pure grateful and not have any hate in my body for anyone and just really just thank them to be like, I am me because of everyone that has entered my life and left an impact on me, was exchanged energies with me and was just taught me to be a better person or who has witnessed me in my not so good of a person phase and then, you know, seen me grow from that thank you to the ones who stayed with me you know who you are thank you to the ones who are new and loved me for me thank you to my family to my siblings my god why do i feel like i'm giving an award like an acceptance speech but i don't know i just want to say thank you and thank you to all of you obviously for listening so i love you and i will see you in my next episode on another monday Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.